The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Hello, this is VCU Rams Rewind, sponsored by Lady Nolans in Richmond, Virginia. Get on down to Lady Nons to have some wonderful Cajun food. If uh, if you're feeling like it, patronize them. Tell them that George Templeton and VCU Rams Rewind sent you there. We're very happy to have them. It's a sponsor of this little podcast of ours. Now, what a game. What a win on the road. VCU 53, Dayton 52. I'll confess, I had to watch the game over again because uh, the next day because, uh, for starters, my f- I was in a bad part of Sarasota where I couldn't get I could not get any reception to get the game on my phone so I didn't come into it until Josh Banks sort of flipped the ball over his head to score and put VCU ahead 20 to 19 which kickstarted a nice little run that we're going to talk about in a minute and then there was all sorts of issues and I really was only able to listen listen consistently to about the last 10 minutes of the game on the way home and as exciting as it was to listen to that and to hear Robbie Robinson call that that great three-pointer at the end, for uh, Ace Baldwin to win the game, it was even more exciting to watch it again. Now let's start at the end of the game. I'll be honest; I'll put my hand up in the game thread, which I I didn't really get to until towards the end of the game. I was like, the only guy I want taking a three there is Vince Williams. You know, Ace Baldwin has shot it more, doesn't make you know, and had made one a few minutes ago. But Vince Williams is the guy. If they're taking a three to win the game, I want Vince Williams taking it. But Ace Baldwin, that was absolutely cold-blooded from from him. Uh, and, it, and it's tough because he had to improvise because whatever play they called, Dayton was on it and, and blew it up right away. And and it's funny because it was the, the announcer, Robbie Robinson, said that the, the, the it looked like an off-balance shot. I mean, there was a little bit of – he wasn't completely straight up, but to me it looked like a very – his form, his action was good. And my God, that shot was absolutely pure. But but the really what really typifies why this team could have a special season is they don't get you know you, what you'd love to have, or at least what I would love to have, is a timeout. You say, well, the other team can set their offense. Yeah, but we can set our defense. And as I say, I'm going to take VCU's half court defense against anybody. And remember, at that point of the game, Dayton was one for the last ten. The one broke a, broke a nearly 10-minute drought without field goals. BCU's done a good job on, on that end. And yes, you know they still probably should have lost the game anyway, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I would have loved to have been able to set the defense. They didn't get that chance. Dayton inbounds the ball. Hassan Ward, feeling back, makes a great play to stop that lob to Darren Holmes. You know, that's great recognition from him. Unfortunately, the best thing would have been in that point for it was for it to go out of bounds. It didn't. It goes to Blakeney. And and again, the difference between watching it and listening to it, you see that watching it, and you're like, oh, blank. He's gonna he's gonna lay this thing in. 
great defense. And that's the other thing. These Dayton fans and journalists running off at the mouth saying, that's a foul, where was a foul? That is, when you consider Keyshawn Curry got body checked at the same end of the floor right near the end of the first half and taking a shot and didn't get a foul call. Vince Williams, about three or four minutes before that, should have been going, you know, uh, actually, should not, not three minutes, about two minutes before that, should have been going to the foul line. He got hit on a layup. I think it was might have been a it might have been a putback attempt. No, it was a layup. It was where they turned it over and 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 uh, you know he's going for a layup. He gets hit. No foul call. That is never a foul. Even if the game was tightly called, it's not a foul. Blakeney jumps into the VCU defender, and and I'm sorry. There's just it's it's not a it's not a foul. The VCU defender is not leaning. He's standing straight up. He's got his hands in the air. That is never a foul. If the ref had given that a foul, and I and I'd seen it live, I would have absolutely lost my lost my head, and and it would have been absolutely ludicrous if they gave that. That was a good no call. And and you know, arc and laugh at the Dayton fans. Their team got twenty seven stinking free throws. VCU got two, two, and they're hollering about the referees. You know that that just that really takes the cake. Something like that really takes the cake. And let's be honest, they should have won this game because they get the foul at fifty to fifty. They get the foul with Blakeney, and he makes one out of two. And then VCU, my God, oh, I'm glad I didn't see it live because I would have just I I this would have caused me to lose it. Don't block you. The first guy you got to take is the foul shooter. The first guy you got to take is the foul shooter, and they don't block him out. You know, no, nobody goes to him when he misses this, and they get the rebound, and he's up there again. And they nearly got and – and, of course, the other thing is, wasn't really a good block out either on the second one. So they – not and thankfully, instead of grabbing it, he went with one hand, and it got knocked out of bounds, thank goodness. So it's like, you know, Dayton in the second half – is 10 out of 16 from the foul line. That's not good enough either. Yeah, I, I just I put it back on to look at it again. Brown Jones doesn't box out Kamara at all. And and it's clear, I mean, he just that's just not enough of an effort there to get him out of to get him out of there to get that and he gets tipped away. So, you know, they had to, they had, they they should have won this game based on that. They didn't and that left the door open for Ace Ball and again Nine players available, no none, no Stockard, no Nichols, whether it was for COVID or injury reasons or whatever. So that is that is a serious effort. The only guy who didn't play at least ten minutes was Nick Kern in the game. He had he he played nearly eight minutes. Just just absolutely tremendous. And and I just want to point you to a few things here uh before we get more into the game. You know, Ace Baldwin Five of eleven makes those two threes near the end after not making them. Seven assists, three turnovers. Hit five assists in the second half, and VCU in the second half really did an outstanding job. And I mean, they didn't make a lot of field goals, admittedly, in the second half. They're only ten of twenty-nine, but they had—I think they had eight assists on ten made baskets. So again, when you're running your offense well, that's that's what's happening. Eight assists on ten made baskets. And and that was absolutely critical because 
You know, they weren't getting to the foul line at all. Some of that was very good Dayton defense. Some of that was the refs letting some things go that I think were actually okay and then not calling stuff that should have been called. You know, some of that's just it's just the nature. And some of that was they took a lot more threes than I would have liked them to take. They took 19 threes in the second half, VCU, which is too many. You know, and they were they were settling way too much uh, for jump shots. And, uh, oh, excuse me, they didn't take 19. They took 10 in the second half. Uh, I, I read that wrong. But they were three for 10 in the second half. You know, and they, and they were settling for a lot of jump shots when they didn't need to. Um, and I didn't like that either, but that, you know, that, that's, that's just one of those things, but it's like Dayton, all these excuses about the refs and this and that Dayton, make your free free throws and you win, make your free throws and you win the game. You know, Blakeney listed as a forward. Uh, he looks like a guard to me and, and he's got to be better than that. He's got to be better than that at the end there and make those foul shots as simple as that. And let's, and something else that was pointed out in the post game show, Last night, that's absolutely true. VCU getting the job done on the rebounds in the second half. They were behind at halftime on rebounding and ended up winning the rebounding battle. Unfortunately, what they didn't do, which was annoying, is, is yet again they couldn't turn they couldn't turn offensive rebounds and second chance points. I think they had twelve offensive rebounds last night, and only four second chance points, which is again that's that's kind of caught, that's caught them a few times, and that was very frustrating. But just an just an incredible win, and and granted. Dayton was off a pause too. Their pause, not while well, not as long as VCU's, fifteen days, twenty-one days for VCU. That that's that's a really, but to win a game like that on the road, and that's the thing when you're on the road in conference play, I don't care who you're playing, it's tough. It, it you know, and and those are gold for you. Those are the games that get you. If you win enough of them, you're going to finish high up in the league, assuming you can hold serve at home. You can get those buys into the quarterfinals that you're looking for, and games like this can get you in the NCAA tournament winning on the road like that. And again, there was just so many heroes everywhere. Hassan Ward with three minutes to go. Deron Holmes thinks he's got a block. And by the way, Deron Holmes, if he stays there two, if he stays there three or four years, Deron Holmes is going to be an absolute monster the way Obi Toppin was. Uh, Deron Holmes is a serious talent, and he was really good last night uh, in spots for them. Uh, but he's, you know, he thinks he's got a duck and Hassan Ward turns him away. You know, again, one point game, everything is magnified. That's absolutely magnified. Tremendous. And Vince Williams, I want to praise him. He got, he kind of got, you know, he hit those two big threes in the first half to, to give VCU their first real break in the game. And they kind of let Dayton reel him back in a little bit. We'll talk about that in a minute. But one thing about Vince Williams, and I think this just shows you, I mean, the coaching staff's this way too. Vince Williams, I don't ever see him get really frustrated. I don't ever see him hang his head. Uh, the guy is calm and is composed, and I think everybody else kind of takes their cue from that, and they don't panic. He only he gets he's the only guy that goes to the foul line, makes the two free throws again in a one point game, magnified, huge. But what about that play? Vince Williams nearly turns the ball over. The guy for Dayton's trying to save the ball in, throws it off of somebody. He gets control of the ball back, and what does he do? He dry. He just no panic. He just calmly drives the lane, makes a great drive in there, gets fouled, almost gets the basket, and then after a after a timeout for the under four, so he gets you know talk about maybe a foul shooter is going to get frozen at the line because of a natural situation. 
He doesn't get to shoot those free throws for a couple minutes. Steps up there and knocks them in. And that is, it just, it's just, it's what, there's so many reasons to love Vince Williams. That's why, you know, and, and he has a double-double. And again, even without the 13 points, he's making great contributions. 11 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. You know, that's, that's, that's why he really is. I mean, there, there are going to be plenty of nights where he's not the leading scorer, but he is the banner carrier because he sets, he sets the, he sets the tone for everybody else. He's an absolute leader that, you know, they're following him and then, you know, they, they believe in him and he's and because he doesn't panic, they don't panic because he's calm and, and assesses the situation and, and makes the right play. They're going to, because he's working hard, even when his shot's not going in, so do the rest of them. So that's how you get an effort like this, where they find a way to win, where again, they don't shoot the ball well, 37%, uh, you know, seven to 21 from three, which is not great. I mean, it, it, it certainly is better than the three for 15 and it helps make up. It's part of the reason they made up for that huge deficit at the foul line. You know, minus 17 at the foul line, you still win on the road, no less. Don't see that very often. Uh, and I just I just loved what Vince Williams did. And again, you know, Hassan Ward only had the four points, but he's got he had, makes a big defensive play against Deron Holmes and then tipping that ball away when it's going for a lob for Holmes. And if it gets over him, Dayton wins the game. And even though it goes to Blakely, Blakeney can't help that. Then VCU makes another play, and I'm going to look at that play again because I I don't I, I did not get a look, and I don't even know if they said who he jumps into here. Uh, but the guy, whoever it was for VCU, you know, played solid defense there. Didn't give the ref a chance to make a call. Oh, and something else, you know. Okay, here we go. Oh, you know what? He jumps. I think it's Vince. Yeah, it's Vince Williams. He jumps right into Vince Williams. Vince Williams, and this is just again. This is this is certainly experience and veteran leadership, but it's also very good coaching because you know this is the way they're coached. Look at this. He's he just he doesn't lean into him, he doesn't jump into him. Blakeney Blakeney uh initiates the contact and 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 you can't call a foul there. And then Vince Williams gets Brown Jones away because Brown Jones is hollering and yelling people and <laughs> you know. That'll that'll and then he's waving to people in the crowd. I didn't like I didn't I didn't like that much either. It's that's there's already a rivalry there anyway, but that's really going to spice things up for the next time they play the Flyers uh, this season, which I think we do get a game with them in uh, in in Richmond. Yeah, we do February second. That's uh, so okay. So that that people are going to remember that. Uh, and while I didn't like that from Brown Jones, he did have a couple very nice jumpers tonight. Made had six points in only twelve minutes. That wasn't too bad at all from him. But I mean, that's that's Vince Williams. That's why I love Vince Williams. Uh, Keyshawn Curry playing good defense again. Marcus Sazon has had a couple big shots for him. He's playing. He played really good defense. And look, Dayton comes out red hot second half. Seven of their first ten field goals go in. You know, so and that's after you know that's after the first half when they're only eight to twenty, and then they don't make a basket for nearly ten minutes, and they only make one basket. For the, in the last 11 minutes of the game. They go one for 10 to finish the game. Dayton, before last night, averaged over 70 points. VCU holds them to 52. Just just a tremendous effort all the way around. Jalen DeVoloch on offense with some nice plays um, that, I saw, that I saw out there. Boy, there's that picture of Rhodes who looks like he's just 
he's absolutely wiped out, which after the week he had and how what he detailed in that press conference about him having COVID, a game like that would take everything out of you. <laughs> it's a good you know, it's a good thing they're playing they had the when they played Wednesday and they're not playing until Saturday. He's probably gonna need that time just to just to recover. So it, you know, there were just so many there's just so many in a game like this, you need a lot of heroes. You need a lot of people to, to do to, to come up and and bunk and, and bunk in and do the hard work and do the dirty stuff because you know you're up against a really well coached team, Dayton. And remember, this is a Dayton team as young as they are. Yeah, they had those early losses just at home, just like VCU did, but they've conclusively gotten better. They beat a nationally ranked Kansas on a neutral floor, won an in-season tournament. You know, this is this is a serious team that as the year's going to go on is only going to get better and better. And you saw that. I mean, guys like like Malachi Smith, I really liked a lot of what he did tonight. And I, and if I had a big criticism of VCU, it's this. Malachi Smith gets his third foul on that charge at the end of the half. VCU did not work him the way they needed to work him. You get a guard like that in foul trouble, you've got to get physical with him. You've got to you got to screen, you got to put him through some screens and double screens. Try to work him physically. To see if you'll, you know, if you'll get frustrated, make a mistake, you know, or or get get out over his skis and charge into somebody and get and try to try to get him emotionally emotionally uh, turn up so that he might commit a, commit a really silly fourth foul and get himself out of the game. VCU didn't do that. If I have a criticism, that's the big criticism. But look, at the end. Yeah, they didn't. Shoot, at the end, VCU didn't shoot the ball great, but 14 assists on 22 made field goals and only 12 turnovers. That's you know that's what that's the kind of offense you want to run. And here and here's something else, you know, Dayton, VCU gets 20 more shots than Dayton, 20 more shots. That's absolutely incredible uh, from VCU to do that. And and look, you know. You need that margin for error sometimes, and they had it. And we talk about it. If VCU gets more shots than their opponent, you're gonna you you are willing to bet that VCU's half court defense and their ability to trap and press at times when they need to. And granted, uh, Rhodes really only tried it once tonight, and it did, and it was a mistake in my opinion. But you know, he he basically he basically didn't try it because I think he knew that. He had to be. He couldn't be certain about what kind of energy they had, and he knew that that a lot of guys were going to play a lot more minutes, and they had to have something in reserve at the end. So I think he played that smart. Uh, but you just you just know that if VCU gets more shots than their opponent, or it's close, you're going to bet on VCU's defense every day of the week. Doggone Dayton shoots as a team, and this is even including last night, forty-seven and a half percent from the field, and VCU holds them. To to thirty six point uh, to uh, excuse me thirty eight point five, and that's that's why VCU is one of the better defensive teams in the country. That's why uh, they're going to be nearly in every game. You know, somebody said last night, man, against the more offensively efficient teams, you know, we're really going to struggle. Well, and and that's true. If somebody can offense can really get off against us, then yeah, we're we're in trouble because at least at this point. We're not to where we need to be offensively where we can handle that. But, I mean, here's the other thing. How many teams are really going to – UConn had to go to overtime to get 70. 
and VCU really should have won that game. Baylor got 69. Baylor's the number one team in the country. Uh, everybody else, nobody else is getting that. ODU got 66. That's one of the high. That's one of the highest of the year, to be honest. And and if you want an example of where the offense did have to pick it up, because earlier in the season 66 would have been absolutely beaten VCU, didn't happen there. Um, and of course, we're going to go up because way offense is way better than that. But there's not going to be a lot of teams that have really good days against this defense that are offensively efficient. Baylor, and I'm looking at the Ken Palm numbers now. Baylor is fourth in the nation in all, in, in offensive efficiency according to Ken Palm, and they had, and they had to get and they only got 69. And they and again, as I pointed out when I was doing that pod. A bunch of those came at the end when VCU was fouling and then they were pressing and they got easy baskets on the backside. You know, when VCU was playing them straight defensively, it was really 62 or 63. By the way, Baylor is now number one in Ken Palm's um, uh, Ken Pomeroy's uh, ranking. So a little bit of VCU by the numbers thrown in there as I'm looking at that now because I'm getting ready to do that post on, on Facebook. Baylor's number one in that. And Baylor's number one in the AP poll, and I'm pretty sure they're number one in the net. I'm going to check that right now, too. So, I mean, if VCU can can cause that offense a problem, if VCU can stand up against that offense, then what offense are they going to be scared of? I mean, and, and that and that's really how I feel. So, yes, an offensively efficient team is going to give is going to leave VCU's margin for error at literally zero or close to it. But how many teams are going to be that kind of offensively uh, efficient against VCU? I submit that it isn't going to be many. I submit that it's not going to be many because that's how good defensively VCU is. And by the way, VCU is still uh, the third best defense according to uh, adjusted defensive efficiency in the country, only behind Tennessee and LSU as they were last week. So, you know. I mean, that's that's the thing. It, it could be viewed as a crutch with some people, and I understand that. But look, that's that's who they are. And as long as they're that way, that's going to be that is that's going to be why they stay in games and why they pull games like that, like this out, where otherwise maybe they 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 wouldn't. So this again, this was just huge. Uh, go back to the first half, you know. Banks, Vince Williams, some big contributions there, and I think where I where 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 I get frustrated with VCU, and one of the things they do have to worry about, they get that seven point lead, they get up twenty six nineteen, and you get to that last segment and you don't increase the lead. That's where it's tough because they that was the one time where they really had a chance to really get, to really put Dayton in a tough position. And their possessions towards the end of the half were not great. Uh, after they get after they get up, after they get up twenty six to nineteen, um, you know they get the curry. They do get actually, excuse me twenty. I'll even go to twenty eight twenty one because Curry got the layup, and that was very nice from from Curry. But they get a steal, and then Curry gets his gets his shot blocked on the layup. They get the re you know then Curry misses another shot that's blocked again. Uh, Baldwin misses a three. Uh, let's see here. Vince has a layup that he might've been fouled on, but it wasn't called. He misses that Brown Jones misses a tip, you know, and that's what I'm saying. He says 
they weren't getting the they were trying at least there they were trying to get the, they were getting good shots they just couldn't get them to go in you all you had another segment of the game where they weren't where they had a long stretch and they were settling way too much for jumpers and long threes and it just wasn't it it wasn't really good offense and they weren't running it quick but for the most part and I want to give them credit for this they were working the clock they were making Dayton Dayton work on defense and that was that was really good all right so they're one so that's the other thing. One and zero in the league. It's so important. Getting off to a good start in the league is vital. It'd be one thing. We'd all be real excited if it was three and zero and they won them two home games. But those two home games have been moved. So this is huge. You know their start because of the change in schedule. Three of their first four are now on the road, and they've won the first one. LaSalle next Saturday. Then GW at home, assuming they're not in their COVID pause still because they got COVID issues right now. And then, of course, a biggie Friday night, January 14th at St. Bonaventure. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we all remember what happened there last year. But the big key now, you've won this game. It's a great win. You saw the way VCU players were going off the fourth floor celebrating. Uh, and And believe me, they should celebrate like that out going off the floor. That was a massive, massive win. It was a team that had that showed so much guts and toughness to get through there. And Ace Baldwin making that shot, and they were talking. The announcers were talking about it. It's absolutely right. What Ace Baldwin's done coming off that injury, uh, uh, they don't have. I don't think they do things like comeback player of the year in college basketball. But if they did, it'd be hard to go past Ace Baldwin at this point. Uh, you know, he's playing. Let's be honest, you know, even though he's missed a lot of time, he he's making a case for himself to get into that all-league uh, section of the A-10, you know, to get in that, be one of the top 15 players, meaning that he's an all-league first or second or third teamer. He's playing that good right now. It's it's just remarkable. And the assists are there now. So like, like I said earlier, seven assists tonight. So And, that, and this offense, when he's getting those kind of numbers, this offense is humming. There's just no denying it. This offense is better uh, when he when he's getting those kind of those kind of assist numbers. It's fantastic. So now the question is: Are they going to have a letdown at LaSalle? Now the good news is number one that the game's going to be played because LaSalle wasn't a COVID pauser coming out, and and they know one thing about VCU that's been really good is they don't. Uh, at least to my to my knowledge, very rarely have I seen them go on the road, even at at teams that are you know lesser teams, and not take it seriously. There's been a few times when they've been ambushed. I definitely remember them, you know, some games losing some games at Fordham, where you were like, you know, what what were you thinking? What was happening? I, I expect them, and of course, hopefully, fingers and toes crossed, we're gonna have everybody back. We'll have Stockard, we'll have Nunn, we'll have Nichols, so we'll be able to play a style that's more to our liking. And, and having gotten through a game like this, VCU's wind ought to be better for that. But go up there, respect the opponent, respect the game, respect the fact that, as as we as for those of you who don't know, in our fan group, VCU, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, we have quite a few uh, Philadelphia-based Ram fans up there who are going to be there. So respect that, that there's going to be a big crowd. Uh, there's going to be some quite a VCU away following up there in the Tom Gold Arena, and go there and win a second game on the road to start. Because let me tell you, if one and zero with a road win is great, two and zero in the conference with two road wins, 
that's that's building the platform. That's that's setting the foundations for a great conference season. And look, you know, as good as VCU's been at home, even though they've had some struggles this year, you now have these two home games that have been rescheduled. You know, they're going to have an unbalanced schedule in the sense that they're going to have a lot of home games, especially once we get to February, because January, as we talked about when we were looking at the season, there was a lot of big, big and tough road trips that were going to be massive. But now you get to February all of a sudden, and that's dominated by home games until you get to the very end. So there is opportunity here for VCU. Go to LaSalle and, and, and back this win up and don't have a letdown. And, and again, continue to build that platform. Uh, USA Network, it's going to be in the afternoon. So again, no live uh, re- recap from me, unfortunately, in the good, the bad, the ugly group. But I will be re-watching the game when I get home from work. And I'll do a pod and it'll be out the next day. I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, Lady Nolans at, at, in, in Richmond, patronize them. Tell them VCU Rams Rewind, Rewind sent you. Uh, have a good ev- night, everybody. We'll talk to you uh, Saturday or Sunday after hopefully a win at LaSalle and a 2-0 and start. Have a good night. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.